You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for the opening opening drive. Dan, it's very difficult to quantify, but you've covered the team for 10 years and you're up there regularly. I've been around for 20 and I know what you're talking about, and you can get a sense just in so, the tone and of the rhetoric and kind of the the uh, what people say and maybe what they aren't saying. But this week, it seemed like to you, I know that you feel this way, that the Bears were rattled by this loss in a way that hasn't quite shaken the organization. This opening season loss to the Packers, not only bad historically by the numbers, but it felt a lot different, and it, it sat a lot more uncomfortably at Hallis Hall this week. There's no question about it, David, and there's a deeper discussion to be had. Thankfully, we have the the platform to have it here because um, you're right. It is difficult to quantify, but it's easy to feel and it's a vibe thing and it's a vibe that 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 you can you can feel and you can sense when it's there. And it was there this week. Um, I think what makes it different is that it's September 14th as we're recording this. It's week two. I, you know, I looked at Brad Biggs uh, on, on Wednesday and I said it's it's week bleeping two. You know, there was just a, a feeling inside this building that we, he and I have felt before. He's probably felt it more than I have because he's been here twice as long. Um, but but again, it's it's week two. Like I, I can go through it with you, David, in, in, in terms of uh, instances in my brain that registered as comparable. Right. 2014. You were there when uh, Robbie Gold and Brandon Marsh got, Marshall got in the postgame shouting match after the loss to the Dolphins. And that was one of those moments where it was like, uh oh. You know, it's just that, that uh-oh feeling on like what what just happened here and what does it mean big picture. 2019, I think it was the Chargers loss. If you remember uh, not only what happened at the end of that game, you asked the good questions in the press conference that got Matt all defensive on. Oh, right, I remember like, that. You, you know, did you even consider throwing the ball at the end of the game to try to get a field goal attempt that was shorter than whatever it was, 48 yards? And then it was all off the rails from there when we learned that there was no uh, – sharp game management to that situation. And that was the start of a, a, a period where you're like, uh-oh, you know, we knew uh, at that point in 2019 that things weren't off to the start that the Bears wanted them to, but that was a, an uh-oh moment. 2021, I think back to the last time I was in Tampa, to be honest with you, um, they go there in October and they're still a team like fighting to be maybe a 500 team and, and get on the right side of things. And you get your doors blown off. You know, you gave up 35 points to Tom Brady in the first half of a football game. And then after the game, the head coach stood at the podium and said that he loved the togetherness in the Saturday night team meeting. And and you were like, Matt, you know, (laughs) you liked the togetherness the night before your team got kicked in the teeth and we're down 35 to three at halftime. I don't know what it amounts for. Anyway, it's a long way of saying that that, there's just a feeling that you get. And I've never had it in week two before. Well, let me ask you this, because those are somewhat different scenarios yeah very that, different that that probably share uh, a common thread uh, 2014 2019 2021 and i think you know 2014 the dysfunction was more obvious 
in the Bears that season, and it permeated into everything that they did and said. 2019, I think it was more maybe an absence of strong leadership or maybe uh, not being able to to understand uh, how to handle success from the previous year and take success and pressure, success and pressure. Yeah. yeah, Manage anxiety in 2021. I just think maybe by then um, there was a lack of of direction because there might have been a lack of respect. But then the the commonality in all those three things and what you see when teams react poorly to failure and they're not able to overcome that adversity, I think is this there's a leadership void somehow along the way or there's a uh, a weak a weak link on the ladder or the hierarchy. I don't know that I want to sound that alarm yet. And I don't know if it's appropriate. I I wonder, do you think that this is something to keep an eye on or to have you noticed, or is it just, is it too early to, to maybe wonder about that? Well, it's certainly something worth keeping an eye on because we all know, and I hope that the Bears didn't get caught up in this this week because this is key for them. We know what's lurking in week three, and the Bears cannot let week three beat them in week two, if that makes sense, because you have to go in and you have to be really micro-focused on what it's going to take on every single possession to steal a road win from a very capable team and the Buccaneers who matches up well against you. And so you have to lock in in a way that gets you in a position to succeed on Sunday without worrying about, uh oh, you know, what happens here. It reminds me of myself on the golf course. If I make a triple bogey on the first hole, it's like, oh God, you know, I've got to try to make double eagle on on the second hole, which is impossible. And you you have to resist that temptation to make up for how bad the one thing was immediately. And I felt like that was kind of here in this building. Now I will tell you this, it was confirmed in the locker room on Thursday by two very respected leaders in that locker room, Darnell Mooney and, and Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson unsolicited said that he walked in the locker room on Monday, the day after that loss, and it was more quiet than he ever remembers a Monday locker room. You know, And so this is a guy that's in his seventh season who walked in there and was like, whoa, this is like different. Now, Eddie um, tried to spin it or, or at least believes that that, that quiet was uh, a, a, an indication that it matters to guys in that locker room and that, that the, 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 the disappointment and how sharp that was coming out of Sunday with the way they performed can ultimately be a good thing because there's guys in there that care and are going to fight to get it back. Darnell Mooney, I'll let you respond to that in a second. Darnell Mooney uh, said after practice today that he felt that lull in energy and that, and that, and that deflation uh, lasting into the early portions of Wednesday's practice. You know, and that's the last thing you want to have happen here where 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 that loss on Sunday, you know, the 24 hour rules cliche, but it's a real thing in terms of a team's ability to get back up. And so there's a lot for them to, to kind of sift through here as they get ready to play the Buccaneers. And I want to sift through what Jalen Johnson and Matt Eberflus had to say. We have some audio we want to get to. But first, I, I just want to add to that. I I just don't know that, frankly, first of all, your observation about the, the reaction is is telling to me because you don't manufacture these kinds of things. You're not a drama king and you're not looking for things that aren't there. So it's it's relevant and I think it's a bit of a concern. The other thing is that regardless of how it's explained, I still will never understand how a professional team uh, enters a season after a historical low point in their franchise and lacks the energy and the emotion and the intangibles that they've identified that they lacked against the Packers in the first game of this season. So I don't know any of any explanation. They could have sounded the most coherent yeah. and directed and confident bunch and have everything together. And I still think it would have been inexcusable. Well, and I think early in the week, I think you sensed collectively from a lot of different 
angles that there weren't great answers for the questions you just asked. Why wasn't the execution there? Why wasn't the fire there? Why wasn't the fight there when you got down by 11 in the third quarter and seemed to just kind of cave in? Uh, those things need to be answered quickly. They need to be answered this week. Look, championship teams understand how to win. Last place teams create ways of to lose you know it's a habitual thing on both ends of the spectrum and the bears are on the wrong end of the spectrum right now trying to get back to that middle ground where it's okay you know how do we figure that out and and you just would like to see um and you're hopeful right like you know th those those championship teams the chiefs get the ball at the end of games and and it's here we go right <laughs> you get that feeling the losing teams get down in the third and fourth quarter and they go here we go again you know and so i think the bears have to resist the undertow of that here we go again feeling to get themselves out of this as quickly as humanly possible because again we know what happens if if another dud is uh is had sunday in tampa how did matt eberflus in your mind address what we're talking about in in a way that uh was meaningful I don't know yet. You know, I don't really know kind of behind closed doors what the what the emphatic messaging was, uh, how it was received. I, you know, I think Matt is under a microscope here and he's going to be under a microscope for the next five or six weeks to, to figure out how you manage this stuff. You know, this is still a, a head coach who's 18 games into his tenure doing a lot of things for the first time and 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 probably, you know, trying to figure out what are the buttons to push with a team when they're in this state. You know, you know, our old friend John Fox used to say, uh, that, you know, every week in the NFL, it's either crisis or carnival. It's either crisis or carnival. This week, it's a crisis. And now it's up to, to Matt to figure out what crisis management looks like. Um, part of that, David, I asked him on, on Monday is, is what is what is the method of response here for a football team that reaches this crossroads after a season opening loss by 18 points at home to the rival? Uh, and Matt kind of kind of gave his his wish list for how he hopes this team responds. Proper response is being able to look at the performance, you know, in the right light, okay, what you did well, what you need to improve on, and then get back to work, you know, and then have a relentless pursuit to get better, okay, to persevere. Um, this is a, a little bump in the road, right? It's adversity, and our guys have to persevere through that. And how we do that is by pulling together and making sure that we're working on the fundamentals and skills at each position. That's the player and the coach. The, the, losing to the Packers by 18 is not a bump in the road. It's no, a tire-sized pothole. The tire's flat. Yeah, you got to you got to pull off, and you got to get that tire. And yeah, that I understand the need to rationalize for every football coach. It's their instinct, but man. Yeah, so, but you know, I, I mean, I do think the methodology that he speaks of has to be there this week. You know, you have to have that togetherness and that micro focus to just you know get back on track and understand what is required of you. This league doesn't wait around for you to get your emotions in in check. You know what I mean? There's another game to be played, and there's a mountain of preparation to play it successfully. And and you just, um, you know, you have to kind of cross your fingers that they've done the preparation properly over the last few days, and obviously going into to Friday and Saturday to to, to give themselves an opportunity to play their best football. Uh, in Tampa. And Jalen Johnson's response was also interesting. I would just say we got to raise the bar a little bit. I think the only thing we can do is attack our Wednesday practice and go out there and compete against each other, push each other, be better, push each other, get in better shape, push each other to be locked in our, on our assignments and then continue that through the week. And I feel like at the end of the day, it comes down to Sunday. We can preach all we want about practice and doing things and having energy and juice. We we do that. I know we're we're routine. Our practice hard. We do what we're supposed to do in practice, but it comes down to executing on Sundays. And I think having the motivation from this loss, I think will give us an extra an extra push, an extra I would say energy to go in and take that nasty taste out of our mouth. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to Sunday.
He's right. I don't know this quest for juice. It's <laughs> everybody's looking for juice. They're they've been right listening not. to me too much. I'm the they, juice. They've guy. been listening to this podcast and they're copying your lingo and language, and everyone wants the juice. Why would it be in short supply? That's the That's biggest mystery that I have about this season. Everybody and did Jaquan Brisker text Justin Fields about something to do with the juice? Yeah, well, they, they, you know, that was what I was going to bring up next. Was that that uh, Jaquan volunteered that on Wednesday afternoon that that he just kind of felt like there was an energy lull in the second half of that game Sunday and was taken aback by it and uh, just felt comfortable enough. I appreciate his initiative and his assertiveness going to one of the team captains and, and the obvious like hub of energy of this team and saying, "Hey, look, like we got to get that up somehow, some way. It doesn't have to be artificial. It doesn't have to be disingenuous, but we need that energy there." But again, David, that, this is week F and two. You know what I mean? And these are things that that like you're usually talking about in early November with a team that is, you know, just careening toward the guardrails. And you're just like, oh, my God, keep it up. Uh, like you should not be there in week two. And so, look, like, I, you know, Jalen makes a great point there in that soundbite we just played there about like this all comes down to Sunday and it's everything you do going towards Sunday matters and it matters and it's significant. But now. When those three hours unfold on a playing field, on a stage that's lit, you better bring everything that you brought to the week in a way that helps you perform and make plays. Football is so much about the mental approach and the focus. I think that we can agree that it was lacking against the Packers and it is necessary against the Buccaneers on the road in a building that isn't isn't easy to play in, no matter uh, who's the quarterback for the Buccaneers. So I think those are the intangibles. Anything else about the – the kind of uh, the the things that are hard to quantify, Dan, before we get on to some of the things roster-wise that will contribute to this. Well, like I said this earlier in the week on the radio, and I'll reiterate it here. When you're coming from the spot that the Bears are coming from in 2022, which was 14 losses, 10 losses in a row, and all the, the stuff that came with it, a loss like Sunday's in week one to the rival at home by 18 points leaves the door open for people to justifiably question Everything and everything was questioned this week from the quarterback play to the coaching to the defensive game plan to the, the pass rush to the offensive coordinators, you know, aptitude and ability to, to running him. Literally everything to the juice, everything inside this building was questioned this week. And that's the scary part when there's not that one thing that you can kind of just lean on and say, okay, this is reliable. You know, this is reliable in our entire culture and entire operation and our entire uh, skill set and our entire, you know, cohesion, whatever it is what's reliable and i think the outside world was was asking that question and the inside world here inside 1920 football drive didn't have real answers for it they've got to find them and they've got to find them this week in tampa because look like i i i will say this once and for all if you go down and you get beat and you get beat in in a bad fashion in tampa on Sunday, it's a name your score game at Arrowhead. It's a name your score game. The Chiefs can decide how how much they want to run the pinball machine up and, and, and embarrass you. It's going to be up to them at that point, and it's going to be out of your hands. Last thought on that for me. Uh, you're right. If it were just the quarterback, oh, boy, the Bears are just a Justin Fields consistent game away from breaking through. Or if it was just, oh, my gosh, if they could just get Chase Claypool to hustle and to block, everything would fall into place or one area or another, but it's everything. It's right. all of the above. And as Foxy, as who we like to quote, would like, we used to say, it's all a problem. It's and all a problem. it is. So <laughs> that's the most disconcerting thing. And it's as if the Bears realized that when they got to work on yeah. Monday after yeah. the bottom had fallen out at Soldier Field. So 
It's something to keep an eye on. You certainly have your finger on the pulse of it, and we'll continue to to look at um, some of those cues yeah. along the way. And my last word on that is that the difference for me between Sunday and 2019 Thursday nighter against Green Bay and the, the curtain lifter for the 100th season is, is that team laid an egg on offense. But they still had the best defense in the league from the previous season that believed that they were good enough to keep things together. And that you came back off of that loss. And, and it was just like, you know, there was one half of the building was saying, just lean on us. You know, we're, we're, we'll get this taken care of while you guys figure out your mess. Just lean on us because we're still dominant. Now, you know, now we know how that season unfolded later in the year. But at that point, there was a belief that that you had something special to to use as a, a flotation device. And right now, I think they were kind of thrashing in the waters with no flotation device. 